No, no, no. So what they're saying, right? Just be clear, clear for our audience, because I, I actually, I actually read that article. I just look at that. Last no, I don't. But this, this is what they said was dropping gems like we preaching. Don't overstep the line of our freedom of speaking. We cast to the world, but the words are speaking. Doing good. Beautiful day. Beautiful day. Baby. Welcome to the Jury's Out Podcast, the show where it's off the record and we talk about real, raw, no fucks given conversations because, you know, the jury's out. And uh, today, we got a special guest here. It's just one person. We normally got two, but it's just one because we want to focus solely on you, Chris Grant. Oh, How thank you. How you doing, baby? Oh, I just like the stage, baby. Yeah. Thank you for the warm welcome. Thank you, you so baby. much. I feel like... I feel like I just came back from college. I <laughs> 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 oh, appreciate it. This is amazing. No Thank doubt, you. Man. So um, what we want to talk to you about, well, the audience that is, and, as in you, um, you know, it's mostly, you know, you do comedy, mm-hmm. and um, that's really what we want to focus on today. You do some teaching as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's my little bullshit. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Case this comedy don't work. <laughs> Got a little bullshit ass benefits. So yeah, we want to talk about that and just you know tell the people about what you do and how you may want to get into that. So I mean, to start it right off, you know, tell us about yourself and your background. You know, I mean, it's, it's typical stereotypical backgrounds. You know, single <laughs> single mother, no father in the projects. <laughs> Nigga went to public school. You know, friends started selling drugs, getting shot, and I was the lucky one who made it out the hood. <laughs> I won't lie. I thought you were starting it by saying you were a single mother. I'm like, what? <laughs> Damn! I didn't know. Yeah, no, man. I, like, I was, I was one of them smart ones who just kind of slipped through the cracks and 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 didn't fall into the umbrella statistics. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I couldn't play basketball. You know, I could rap, but I ain't know nobody who could who could do the rap thing with me. So I just I studied. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got Study. no other opportunity but to help the school work out. Seriously, it's, school's really easy if you just do the shit. <laughs> it really is. Right, it really like, is. Like as an adult, you look back and you say, "These punk ass kids just do the damn shit yeah, and you right. be successful." Yeah. <laughs> I think it was Gene said on one of the shows to tell you the slag. He's like, "Listen, yo, just, just go to class." Just, just, just stay on the ride. Yeah. Show up, pay attention. Yeah. Don't skip class. Yeah. That's it, baby. That's yeah. like at least a sixty-five. Easy. <laughs> Easy. I've never seen no one fail who had good attendance. <laughs> so, um, so you know, where you from? Bronx, New York. Born and raised. Okay. Uh, I did a two-month stint in Charleston, South Carolina, and I hated it. Charleston. What brought you to Charleston? Uh, my mother's family is from Charleston, oh, and she yeah, always like wanted to live down person. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> from South Carolina. Yeah, didn't, didn't stray <laughs> too far from the plantation. <laughs> you know, oh. you know we, we, did, we stayed down there for two months, and uh, I hated it. And so mm-hmm. we moved back that, that September. I made it back in time for school, okay. and I just finished out my time in New York and in the Bronx, Riverdale, okay. Spike, Diveville section. Okay, all yeah. right. And you still there in the Bronx? Or you I'm still in the Bronx. Uh, yeah. I just BX, bought baby. a house, actually, in Jersey City, though, oh, yeah. so we're going to start yeah. making that transaction. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Property owners, baby. Black yeah. Owners, got to get that equity, baby. Yeah, listen, yeah. you know. Yeah. I don't know how to do the NFT shit yet, so we still going to stick to houses. They're making virtual houses. Yeah. That's like the next thing. Yeah, I heard. It's, it's going to be a while before I buy me a virtual house. <laughs> yeah, and the Russians going to take your shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, 
Meta, baby. A, a virtual yeah. jacuzzi don't sound too nice. A, a virtual Meta Land. I don't know if the virtual jacuzzi is that warm. I don't know about the bubbles. So you are so you so you a good legit property owner now. So yes, how long you had that for? I just closed on it like like uh, what three weeks ago. I, Ooh, okay. I, I think last week was the first time I seen it since I closed on it, man. Like wow. shit just been so busy. Yeah. I'm like I'm nervous because I, I got to deal with shit that I never had to deal with before. Oh, right? Like you going up in the projects, you know, heat is unlimited, water is unlimited. <laughs> you know, something get broke, somebody come fix it. You know, right, it right. might be two, three years from now, but yeah. somebody gonna come fix the right, shit. Right, right, right. right. They gotta be you. Right, right exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? In projects, you leave the light on, come back just because you make sure people don't think nobody home so you don't get robbed. Hell <laughs> right. yeah. Right, right. You can't do that shit in no house, motherfucker. Yeah. ain't cheap. That's you know right, what I mean? Yeah. You the last line of defense. For real, bro. I'm thinking about shit like the insulation in the house to make sure that my heating bill isn't too high. Right. You know, these type of shit. I'm scared because I, I haven't connected the water yet. Mm. And uh, my appointment is December 18th, and it's supposed to drop below freeze. Mm. Uh, you don't yeah, think about see? shit like yeah, this in the projects. Yeah, yeah, nobody yeah, nobody yeah, think exactly. about frozen pipes. Right, yeah. <laughs> 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 have my water. Exactly. <laughs> now I got to worry about if I'm going to get some water uh, <laughs> for January. You know what I mean? So it's like it's uh, shit like that. But, you know, it's, it's a fun journey. It's interesting, and I'm excited to see where it takes me. Yeah, nice. Thanks, what, made you, what made you pick Jersey City? Uh, Jersey City is uh, Brooklyn before it was Brooklyn. Mm. So I'm 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 going I'm going I'm going to listen to what Jay Z said and buy that building in Dumbo before it's Dumbo. Damn. Oh, right, okay, right, okay, right. okay, yeah, okay. Right. Oh, you got that? You good? Okay, nah, you just caught up. I feel. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 I just meant like Jersey City. Okay, now make now it makes sense. <laughs> Shit, you like convince me why Jersey City is a good idea. You, like for example, from my bedroom window, you could literally see the Manhattan skyline. Yeah, 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 like yeah, it's yeah, fire. Yeah, yeah. but you're in Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's going to be like Dumbo. No, no, I get yeah, it. Yeah, I get yeah. it. I get you got to just wait out the gunshots. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what you're trying to convince these white people uh, Sobro going to be or whatever the fuck they try to convince South oh, Bronx yeah. is. Hey, hey, look, Sobro so looking nice, bro. Yeah. The South Bronx got a skyline now, man. Yeah. That shit is nice. We still got to walk those streets, baby. Yeah, Don't get it twisted. I love the Bronx. I'm just keeping it hundo. You got to keep an extra mile of crack on you in case you get chased by a crackhead. Yeah. Yeah. Throw it in. Throw it in. You can get away with it. It probably was like uh, Chris Rock did in uh, one of his stand-ups. He's like, you know, a black property owner is a weird place to be, you know, because it's like on one hand, it's like, fuck the police. But on the other, I own property. <laughs> <laughs> so I, need, I got something I need you to defend. Right. <laughs> so, but that's dope, man. I, I love yeah. to hear about, you know, us expanding and buying property and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I guess the big question is like, you know, what made you get into comedy? No. I used to get picked on a lot as a kid, man. Mm. I was really fat. I was I was like two thirty in eighth grade. Woo! Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was a big motherfucker. The coach, the, the coach came up to you, was like, "Yo, what you doing? No. Nah. get you on the field." No, no, nah. nah, nah, they he he called me chunky. Oh, wow. Yeah, the yeah, coach. He, the coach. <laughs> How tall were you? That's the that's the I big. Was, I think I was about yeah. five seven five eight. Man, that's that's time. big. Yeah, You're I was a big boy. I was yeah. a big motherfucker. Yeah. 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 Sloppy titties, <laughs> all that shit. <laughs> 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 so, so, you know. They made fun of me a lot. And uh, Did you have a nickname? Nah, no nickname. They just made fun of my weight and made me uh. real self-conscious. And mm. uh, one day, one of the dudes made fun of me, and I, I said, shut up, noodle man. You know? <laughs> 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 it was the first day, because I had, I had ramen that morning for breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and my mama said, I got to warm my chest up before I go out, because it's cold outside. Yeah. So I had the ramen, and I get there, 
and he's doing this shit. And I'm like, you should be able to get through there, noodle man. And then everybody just started laughing. I was like, I like how that shit. All right, all right, all right. right. So then I would try to think of really funny things to say anytime somebody would come at me and it would start working. And so, you know, I I just started messing with people who would mess with me back. Mm. And uh, my my seventh grade English teacher, Miss Farber, she got an application for me to go to uh, Britney Spears Camp for Performing Arts. What's that about? It's, it was 1999. It was a pilot program she did. I'm pretty sure it's for tax purposes for that money. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was when Hit Me Baby One More Time was the shit. Yeah. She was yeah. Yeah. Justin, uh, uh, Justin Timberlake. Yeah. yeah. So um, I went to the uh, Camp Summer Stars, Britney Spears Camp for Performing Arts. And we all got to go there for free for two weeks. And uh, that was where I did my first comedy set. My wow. very first comedy set wow. was Cape Cod, Massachusetts. And it was Ghetto versus Proper. Woo! That nice. was my first. That's kind of good. Yeah. So that was your bit. Your bit was talking like comparing ghetto versus yep. proper. Ghetto versus proper. Yeah. Like when you run out of toothpaste, you should go buy new toothpaste. But when you ghetto, you just cut it down the middle and scoop <laughs> the rest out because <laughs> it's still perfectly good toothpaste. Yeah, right. too. yeah. I paid it, and I know the unit price for each ounce. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get my money's worth. <laughs> So that was back in 99. That was 99. Wow. So you've technically been doing like stand-up since 99. Since 99. Oh, Jesus man, Christ. Yeah, that's yeah, a, that's a, a career, baby. Anybody, but, you know, that's right. a long time. That is a long time. <laughs> damn. All right. So yeah, man. I can fuck your co- comedy career. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so, so basically, you know, it's, it's interesting. So what it sounds like, you're saying that you developed your love for comedy as a defense mechanism. Absolutely. Which is very interesting. Like a lot of kids would do, you know, karate as a defense mechanism, you know, some crazy shit. I ain't gonna say what other things they might do, like bring shit to school, but like you chose comedy, <laughs> so it's very, uh, <laughs> it's very, um, it's very unique that you would choose like comedy as your defense. Mega- Did you try any others? Like how was well it? as a when I was young, I used to watch a lot of really inappropriate movies, mm. such like, as there it is. so one of the movies I watched was The Mac. Oh, I remember The Mac. The Mac with Goldie, Richard Pryor. Shit. Oh, I okay. Be a lover. Oh, yeah. I so, be so a Richard lover. Pryor was a great. Right. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So in that movie, there was one. There was one. Epi- there was one scene in the beginning where Goldie goes to like this this head Mac, right? And the head Mac is dropping game on him, and he's like, "Listen, Goldie, anybody could control a bitch's body, mm. but to be great, you gotta control a bitch's mind." Ooh. And now, mind you, I'm like seven, eight years old, right? And that shit really stuck with me, right? And so when it came about that I just figured to say something insulting to the people who were insulting me, I realized that, oh, I got mind control over them now. Mm. I can make them laugh when I want them to laugh Mm. instead of of having them laugh at me. Now, I can control that. Mm. So then I I used my ability to make people laugh when I wanted them. So now I could take the power away from those. Started seeing those matrix dials. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like it's like I I did it because I know that if I take control away, then I know no one can control me. Yeah. Yeah. So it was more of it was more of like a power dynamic. There's a message in there, baby. That's beautiful. Uh, uh, When did it when did it stop being a defense mechanism and started being? Whatever the next step from that is. When I learned how to formulate a complete joke, oh like okay. when I learned how to take a thesis and insert it into a joke and set it up with tags and punchlines, but also have thought behind it, which was probably like six, seven years ago, mm. that's when I realized, that, oh, okay, this is this is bigger than just defending myself. Ah. Were, you, were you performing, though, like before that six, seven-year mark? Infrequently, very infrequently. So like every now and again, I would probably hit up a, 
uh, Times Square show on the weekend where they make you bring like seven people and shit, you mm-hmm. know. Or I would go and hit up an open mic if I could find one. Right. Or, you know, someone, someone would be doing a show. That, hey, they're doing a comedy show. Why don't you come by? And so, like, infrequently, I would just go up and wing it. So I never had a reason to write a joke because I, I, mm. I never had that, that consistency, that training. I would just get up and... Most times I would get lucky, and sometimes I wouldn't. You you weren't doing it consistently in college. I felt like you were hitting up the open uh, uh, fucking comedy nights, whatever college, it was called. College was I was doing all of the tripping Tuesday. Yeah, tripping right? Tuesdays. Yeah, but tripping Tuesday wasn't very regular. Tripping Tuesday was like every every semester, mm. right? So between tripping Tuesdays, I would here and there go do shows on in Times Square on the weekends and stuff. But most of my college stuff was filled with doing like TV gigs because when I first went in. When actually your freshman year was a year that I shot your mama. Trio. Shout to Trio. Yep. Shout to Trio. Trio. You were on your mama? I was on your mama. I remember that. South Bronx versus Woodlawn. South Bronx versus Woodlawn. And it was Eugene's Trio Orientation Week. That same exact week that I actually went to go shoot the final segment for my episode. I was 19 years old. It was 2010. August 2010. No, no, no. No, September 2010. It was, come on, say it again? Mm. No, it was August, yep, August 2010. It was August 25th, 26th. It was my first year? Your freshman year orientation. Yeah, so that was 2006, baby. I'm sorry, 2006. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. Yes, yes. Yeah, man. 2006. Wow. That was a dope year. You know what I find crazy is that it just, what boggles my mind is that, like, how how involved you can be in something like the art of comedy and only realize you're taking it serious uh, a decade later because you're saying you you just started realizing the art and the mastery of it only a couple of years ago but you were doing um, uh, your mama a decade before that mm-hmm. that's nuts yeah because it's you don't you don't really you don't really know what you're doing until you don't have to do it, mm. right? Like, I didn't really know what comedy was until, like, I did it because I wanted to. Mm. And that's when I realized, like, this is hard. Yeah. yeah. I can yeah. imagine, like I, wanted to always, like, I wanted to ask you, like, uh, when you were doing those, even though they were infrequent, like, how often were you bombing? Because I know, like, because I'm really interested in comedy, and I see a lot of comedians that are like, yo, you have to build that thick skin because mm-hmm. you're going to bomb, mm-hmm. and it's going to fuck with you. So, like, can you tell me about, like, your first time bombing or the first few times bombing and what, what that was? So, I'm going to be honest. I cheat. <laughs> <laughs> tell me more. I cheat. <laughs> I cheat. Yeah. When I go do a show, I know there's a chance that some jokes are not going to hit. And when I first started going out and doing shows, I was really afraid of some jokes not hitting. Okay. So, I would purposely do what women do, dress very nicely, get a very clean cut, spray some good cologne on, and go on stage looking really good, right? Okay. So that way, even if the jokes didn't hit, people were laughing because I At looked nicely. I, look <laughs> I smelled good. He's like, wow, you know, he's I a w- nice guy. I still like it. You know what? Yes. Give some love. He, I, he's approachable. <laughs> what, what, he's approachable. Makes, what makes you feel like that was cheating? Was there some people up there like dressing like bums and thinking they were going to get laughs? The thing is, like a lot of times, a lot of comics, they focus so much on the art and the craft and the words, the wordplay, mm. they can dress like bums and still get the laughs. Okay. I can't dress like, I, well, at the time, I couldn't dress like a bum. 
and get the laugh. It's like, who's this bummy, unfunny motherfucker up on stage, <laughs> man? Like, ew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I paid $20 and two drinks for this. Get this motherfucker yeah, out of here. Yeah, yeah. Not funny. I yeah, demand right a here. replacement comic. <laughs> I want my extra sixth comic. <laughs> I paid for six Snickers on stage. I want all six of them. <laughs> you know how white people are. I want all six of my niggas on stage this evening. <laughs> Get that Chris Rock fella up in here. So you mentioned something how you didn't have the formal training. So is there like a you know comedy training or school? Com- comedy or college. Yeah. yeah comedy like, co- comedy yeah. community college. Yeah. Something yeah. Like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the DeVry of comedy. <laughs> Hostos. <laughs> Teach you how to write half a joke. This is on you. No, the Upright Citizens Brigade is like a comedy college kind of thing. Oh, right? what's that? Where Upright that? Citizens Brigade is located, I think, down on 27th or 8th or 6th, one of those streets. Mm-hmm. But essentially, that's the place where SNL usually picks a lot of its talent from. Mm-hmm. They literally get trained and groomed in comedy, improv, stand up, um, um, comedic acting, like writing. All Right, writing. Yeah, oh, yeah. writing is a huge yeah. component of their curriculum. Why is that writing? Because like writing for shows. Right. Oh, like okay, writing jokes you. for shows. Oh, okay. yeah, I thought you meant, I'm, I'm thinking of stand-up, like you got to write your oh, stuff. Of course. Well, yeah. yeah, essentially that's what it is. Like when you do stand, when you write for stand-up, the jokes are transferable to the screen. Okay. Right? right. Because a lot bits. of jokes are, are story. Bits. Right. Right. Storytelling. You're telling exactly. Story, yeah. So yeah. if you can write a really great bit, and stitch together a dope set, you can write a show. Mm. So a lot of comics don't even know if they're writing re- very regularly, they're writing a show of their life. Mm-hmm. And if they were to just put it into the right package, they can just pitch it and sell it for a development deal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So how, yeah. long would, how long would that training program be, if you know? Because I know you didn't I think Upright like Citizens is three months. It's like wow. three months? I think they have three months semesters, yeah. Wow, okay. Shit. You only got to go for one semester. That's like a crash course. No, 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 no. There's, it's. I don't know the full details, but there's like no, but there's like there's levels. There's like 101, 201, 301 type shit. So like you go, you do a couple of classes per month, if you will, as the thing is broken up into. So do you feel like you're that? That, that, that it's it's good for you that you weren't class classically trained for the lack of a better phrase like you like you were out there just swinging it and they take it from what you were given no I can't say that okay mm. as as if I feel like if I had had instruction and guidance early on I'd be a lot farther along okay because I'm really strong now but I'm also much older mm. right and this like the young faces always, always, always are desired first because they're fresh. You can squeeze a lot out of them, mm. right? You can take a young 20-something-year-old, oh, he's funny and he's young, we're going to juice him. Because like, that's essentially what that's you... What you all right, right, do. pimp me. Pimp me. Exactly. The pussy's tight on this Yeah, one. yeah, yeah, <laughs> fresh, brand new. Yeah, <laughs> I just graduated in gym. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, gotcha. Right? So it's like... I'm older now, which I'm I'm strong, but my values are different. Like I'm not hanging out at your club for two and a half, three hours and not getting on stage and I could be home with my family. Mm, you know right, what I'm saying? Getting right. ready for work. You know what I'm saying? Like making other moves to get my money situated to, to do what I need to do as an adult. Like, nah, I'm I'm not doing that. So that's like the hub so like 
I, that's what I find interesting. That's like the, the the mechanics, the hustle of comedy. Can you can you go a little bit into that? Like, how does that work? Essentially, you just got to make your face seen, right? There was one point where I uh, lost my job. I lost my teaching job in Yonkers in January, and it I was hard to find a job. And I didn't realize until maybe a month later that I was eligible for unemployment. So I got my unemployment, and I was just collecting my little $500 every week. And I was blessed because at the time, my rent was super-duper cheap. So I was able to take care of my rent, take care of this brand-new fucking expensive-ass Infinity I had just bought, right, and still have a little cash on the side. So I took every opportunity every night to go out to the club, see who was doing what, make my face known. And then once I did enough guest spots, cats were calling me when they saw that I was funny and giving me 50 spots here, 100 spots here. So mm-hmm. over time, it, it, like, if I average it out, I probably made, like, an extra 500 a week on top of what I was getting you know, for unemployment. So I was, like, like 1000 a week, yeah, right, yeah, all together. Yeah, that's good. And so, like, like I, I look back on it, and I'm like, yo, like, like, I really survived a whole eight months with no job just doing comedy with unemployment. And I see how a lot of guys do that now. And they got to a point for me, though, I was like, yo, I'm out here in these streets all night, every night around a bunch of people. I can't risk getting sick and not having no health insurance. Mm, right, yeah. Mm, this is during COVID. This, no, no, this is, this is 2016. Oh, Oh, okay. So I'm just thinking, I didn't think logical because some shit happened. <laughs> because, you know, when you out there in the streets at night, shit happens. It's not your yeah, fault. Yeah, like, yeah, you, right, I'm right, not right. in the street life, but did people around you might be in the street life, and right, you don't know. Right, Innocent right. people get caught up in stuff all the time. Uh, yeah. So if I'm out in the streets, God forbid, I get shanked, shot, cut, or in a Brown bar shit. fight or something. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it's usually white people downtown. They crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they got no crazy. Home, so who raised these niggas? <laughs> 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 Those plaid shirts will get you, baby. Man, <laughs> fucking khakis. Plaid shirts, the Fucking Chad. Jack and his khakis. Chads and hunters, man. But it's like I'm looking like, yo, I don't got. I need benefits, bro. Like I need to be able to have a consistent income for for certain things, right? Like I need to raise capital for certain things, and I felt like it was in my better interest to get back to work than to just stay out on the street and collect unemployment and do comedy. Even, I mean, I probably would be much farther in my comedy career, but, I mean, I'm a grown man. I have to think about my future and what I need mm-hmm. moving forward, especially mm-hmm. if I call myself trying to be intimate with somebody mm-hmm. and I'm over here running the streets doing comedy mm-hmm. every night with no job, <laughs> no, no benefits. 34 years old, nigga don't got no benefits, can't go to the emergency room. <laughs> I was, I was Nigga get hit by a car. He gotta just go take some Tylenol yeah, and lay down. Yo, y'all drink some water and lay down. <laughs> Laugh it off, baby. Right. And and you know, comments we talk about that kind of stuff on stage. And you you know, you always hear the stories, oh, I slept in my car for mad years when I started mm-hmm. doing comedy and well, that makes for a great story, right? It makes for a great test of determination and will and perseverance um but it's not it, it that's a choice Whoa. much like slavery it's a choice you could you could live in your car or you can go get your ass a job, right? right? Like yeah. I was doing, I was doing comedy in the middle of high school. I was like, I, I gotta go to fucking college. I gotta study. I'm taking hard ass classes. Like I switched my major in the middle of my college career because my classes were too hard. You know, I'm not gonna sit here and act like, oh, I can drop out and just do what I needed. Like, no, that was not. That wasn't my. I'm not doing that. 
What was your original major? Pre-med bio. Oh, I remember. Oh, yeah. Shit. That's that's shit. like taking nursing at CSB. Oh, my, oh yeah. my God. Let me tell you, I looked at bio by itself, and I was like, fuck this. There's yeah. no way. There's no way <laughs> I'm yeah. getting through this shit. Yeah, I, I, Pre-med I, bio? Yeah. Hell no. That's, that's why that's from, from when I was first in college, like, at that bio class, uh, that textbook alone, I was like, yo, fuck this bio. <laughs> like, no, nah, I'm not doing this. And I had to take a lab. Mm. Horrible, bro. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I, I was in the honors program at my school, and because of that, it was like a lot of requirements weren't required, or it's like eh, do them when you gotta do them, but do them. I decided to take fucking bio or some science class my fucking second semester senior year on a Friday, <laughs> and I drank a lot. <laughs> I almost failed that class. I almost failed that class because you definitely would not be allowed to do the labs. Drunk. Because then when you mess up, they make you start over. Yeah, yeah. Bro. Like, yo, lab, yo, these kids think lab is hard in high school. You yeah. give a kid a lab. Hey, mister, we got to do this for 45 minutes. I'm like, 40, shut the fuck up. <laughs> can't do 45. I had to do this shit for four hours, four and a half hours. Yeah. Six if I messed up. Shut your ass up and pour the damn. Put the coffee filter in the water. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, that's a good segue. So, you know, let's turn to your little bullshit job, right? When you teach it. <laughs> you're a little bullshit, You man. said you, you're not teaching anymore, right? No, so I am. Oh, you are? I'm so now teaching. you're back to teaching. I'm okay. still teaching, yeah. All right, well, you teach. In what? In practice yeah. I teach a high school, charter school. Okay. Okay. I teach uh, 11th and 12th graders, forensic science and environmental science. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. How's that? That bio uh, worked out at that, that environmental <laughs> science. You got that bitch. See that? The environmental science is trash. But, uh, I like environmental science. I used to run that. We, we had, no, you talk about living environment. Which one I like? I liked one of them. You like the one talk about cells and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. That's that's living environment. This environmental science. This is like the atmosphere and all that bullshit. Ah, okay. Global warming. And yeah, shit. yeah. All them, you know. This, that's this new. Niggas that's burning new down shit. the Amazon that. and all yeah, that. Yeah, 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 that, that shit. The ozone layer. I like yeah. Earth science. That was the one I like. Earth science. I hated that shit. I loved Earth science. I loved Earth science. My favorite class in high school was active physics, but that's only because my teacher had the fatty. <laughs> yes. So I was just like, I love this, and I learned a lot. I got, I got ninety, ninety fives in that class. I was on fire. Mr. Gomez, pay attention. <laughs> I got you, girl. You turn around and write on that fucking. I'm like following the cheeks, like that's I'm, a fact. Because you know when they write on the board, the yeah, ass shape. They, like they be doing this shit right here, yeah, like, yeah. ooh, go ahead, Miss Jones. And on Saturday school, she would come in the sweatpants. Woo! Yes. Amazing. Praise God. <laughs> Sat- yeah. Saturday school. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. You're putting in extra hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't some extra credit, baby. Yeah. She's looking at me like, Jack, you don't, you don't need to. I'm like, no, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yo, te- yo oh, teachers be fly. Yo, teachers is getting younger and younger, bro. Oh, teachers be fly now. Oh, I be looking at my students. I be like, yo, bro, if she come and rub her titty on me one more time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm snitching, nigga. <laughs> Fuck out of here. I got dibs on Miss Castillo, nigga. <laughs> My yeah, and some of those kids be as tall as you. I be like, yo, I'll put a mask on and fight you, nigga. What's good? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. You're a I'm going to kill you, nigga. <laughs> so you ran into Mr. Steele's mind. You ran into any 
kids that like seen your your stand ups or any of your material? Recently, yet, they have been telling me they're like, "Yo, Mister, your TikTok popped up on my for you page." Oh, oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> they never gonna take you serious, right? Now? <laughs> nah, it's not that. Now it's like I'm that guy. They're like, "Oh, oh look, look, look! Wow. It's El Moreno! It's El Moreno!" Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and they don't they don't disrespect. Like they still know the boundaries and everything, okay. but okay. it's just like. Now I'm even more hyper aware of what I post now because no, I, now I know, even you though it's there. low, I got all the kids' eyes on my page. Right, yeah. they yeah. waiting for me to post yeah. something. Right. You know, once one follows you, it's yeah, they all the school care? wildfire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Does the school care? The parents I, care? The parents? No, like no one said anything. Like I've had people talk some shit about my social media when I worked at White Plains. Yo, funny story. I was I went to White Plains as a substitute teacher for a leave replacement. Right, yeah. interviewed and everything. Got through interviews. They put me in a class. I was in a class for a week. Ashley, Yo, yeah. Ellen Doherty, the former principal of White Plains High School. If you know her, oh, send her a nice put email. Her on blast. She called me to her office to tell me about some posts on my Instagram that I had posted two years prior to even knowing these people and working this. So job. before they hired you, correct? Wow. Okay. And they Continue. said they feel like my social media is not a good match for the school and fired me. I was a sub. <laughs> but that's crazy. They hired you after you did that. So that doesn't make any fucking sense. You well, they they hired him without doing their due diligence. Yeah, 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 yeah. Due diligence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly. what it is. And I went through my page and I took off all the inappropriate shit. I had some bad shit. Up let's let's, let's, shit let's, up talk, let's talk afterwards, baby. It's, it's that's a little tasty made up, right? Yeah. 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 That's wild, though. So <laughs> do, do you think, so do you think balancing the need to pay the bills um like affects your willingness to 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 like push the boundaries of absolutely. comedy absolutely it does absolutely in 2019 i was on a spanish dating show called enamorandinos i went there for one weekend just to try it out in october and it was like oh my god we love you so much the ratings were crazy through the roof when you came out i was only black dude on an all spanish speaking that date was show. my next question it was crazy <laughs> shit right? sounds fun as fuck yo it was so much fun they literally paid me to go on dates with with a bunch of different non English speaking women from all over the world, Spanish, it was beautiful. TV be higher in the fire show. Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they was all fire. All fire. Right? <laughs> they was all fire. I even I had to play like, oh nah, she TV. too far. She not my type. Yeah, you had to split hairs. A one, A two, A three. I had got this one joint from Dykeman. No, not Dykeman. One eighty six in Audubon, bro. She had the fake body and all that. Yo, I was like a little kid in the Kansas. I was like, oh, I always want to drive one of these cars. <laughs> <laughs> I always want to drive one of these. <laughs> Titties don't shake the same. But <laughs> <laughs> they just kind of look at you. <laughs> Damn, so, so. All right, my bad. What was the next for you? <laughs> So I did the show, I did the show, and they wanted me to stay. So mm -hmm. they was like, listen, can you stay another month? And I wasn't, mind you, I hadn't worked, I wasn't working at the time, right? I hadn't applied for a new job, like do you speak contract. Spanish? Yeah, I do. Okay. <laughs> I'm just making sure. Because it'd be no, great if they just had you on a Spanish show. I'm pretty sure if it was him, though, you wouldn't have asked him if he speaks Spanish. Nope. No, no, You're no. fucking racist. Oh, yeah, let's go. Let's go. It's not racist, he's black, it's prejudiced. You put well, you put well, you Puerto Rican? He Puerto Rican? Oh, seven. Oh. Look at you, racist. Yeah, tomato, tomato. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, listen, I, I, I ain't heard Cindy speak not one lick of Spanish in college. <laughs> yeah. 
bro. Not a lick. <laughs> I'm from the Bronx, Puerto Rico. What's that? Word, that's the Grand Concourse. <laughs> but now nah, they wanted me to do the show. They asked me to stay. So I was like, um, well, you asking me not to go back to work. So I'm going to need you to pay me for this. And I was pay like, yo, me. four bands a month. And they was like, ah, that's a lot. A <laughs> lot for your black and ass? I, so then I, I did some crackhead shit. I said, what can you do for me? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they was like, oh, we can give you a thousand. I was like, ah, that's not gonna cut it. No. That's not gonna cut it. And so we came to an agreement at fifteen hundred. So right. they literally threw me some money. They paid for the hotel. They paid for the meals. They gave per diem. They was like, listen, don't tell nobody. Keep that on the table. Blah blah blah. But then I saw funny shit going on with a few other people on the cast. So I was like, oh, so they just they do this because mm. they would slide. They slide you your bread cash under the table. Don't tell nobody. Like that's mm. that's how they do it when they got talent and they really want to keep it, but they don't want to do the contracts and all that kind right. of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. this is just to go on dates. Like, the, the, like what's the gig? That's it. Dates. They literally paid no me. To, they paid no me to go on dates. Oh my god! What? They paid me. Pardon? Nothing was scripted. If you really like made a connection, yeah. Like you, would, yeah. like you would still talk to them, or yeah. like, was those shorties like so focused on the work? Nah, like, no, nah. Show's over, so if anybody at the time that I was doing that, Temptation Island had also just came out. So it looked like I was in a, in two different places at the same time. You were on to Temptation Island. Also. Right, right. But we shot Temptation oh. Island that summer, and then it aired that September. Oh. I went on in Amunanos in October. So Temptation Island is running concurrently with with mm. uh, with the other show. And at one point, somebody had said something, and they got out. And uh, the the casting producer came up to me. She was like, "Somebody said that you're on another show." I was like, "Yeah, I did that shit like months ago." And she's like, "All right, cool. Just like when you when you out here, like just try to keep your business private because if you like if people know you out here and they think you're just doing this for the for the show or whatever, then this, the show's gonna lose credibility and mm-hmm. they don't want that or whatever." So like everybody on the show, like, oh he's not here for love. He's not really here to meet somebody. Oh, I was like, bitch, shit. you ain't here for that shit either. <laughs> <laughs> you love on TV? No, no please, no. Mm. <laughs> Don't do that. Would, would that come? Would that come up like in like the green, like in you guys not being on the television, or would that come up it, like? In the show, in the conversations, would they press you in it? Nah, that was backstage. Backstage, okay. That's backstage. Uh, okay. Because listen, like they also know if you say something to screw up your character, right? Mm-hmm. And it can be something Ill- ill-intentioned, right? You might say, "Oh, he's not here for this. He's here for this, that, and the third. Well, then it comes to the point where, well, how do you know that? Right. Yeah. What's your source? Right. Like, what? Why do you? Why do you know that? You, right. Have you been investigating? Yeah, yeah, yeah. According yeah. to the show, you don't even talk to him. Like, y'all not even cool like that. So, yeah, like, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? So, yeah, yeah. everybody is there for the same reason, but yeah. no one t- says it. They just play that role. They play that what position. What year was this? It's 2019. Oh, this is recent. It was right before the lockdown. Wow, wow. So, it's yeah, like wow. the Bachelor and Bachelorette shit, right? Like, because to me, that shit seems scripted. Like, yeah. that shit. That shit well, they scripted, called me for the Bachelorette. Did they? Twice. What? You didn't yeah. do that one? Did the you first bang time, like, nah, 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 the first time, they was like, oh, you know, we want you to do the Bachelorette. We saw you on this other show, and I'm working on this one. And I said, well, I, I don't know if I can do that right now, because, you know, I'm in, like, a whole relationship. Like, I got <laughs> like, to fuck up our relationship. You know what I mean? Like, I got a whole family. You know, <laughs> she got a kid, so technically we got a kid. You know? I got a cat now. I can't leave my cat behind. Because her daughter not good with animals, so I don't trust her and shit, you know? <laughs> You know, and um, and she's like, okay, cool. We definitely won't want no issues there or whatever. 
But then, they like last week, they sent me another email. Said, "Hey, uh, you want to do next season again?" So mm-hmm. I, I, I might You're just, in the door now, I might just do that shit, man. Because God don't send you the same opportunity twice yeah, for no yeah, reason, yeah, you know. Yeah, so yeah. that's a sign. Dude. And I feel like if I get on there, I can be the villain. Oh yeah, bitch, I got a family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I can't accept this rose. <laughs> I'm going to have to return this rose. Nigga, I get my spinoff. What? <laughs> what? And you got a book deal. What? I'm going to be that guy yeah. forever. Uh, yo, you seen the dude that gave the rose back? Because <laughs> <laughs> he had a whole family. Yo, definitely in the history of that shit. Hell, nigga giving the rose yo, back. Right. Yeah. And yo, I was so tight because the first time they called me to do that shit, uh, like, everybody know what I do. Like, I'm known on TV for being the professional single teacher, right? Like, I'm that nigga. This, this mm-hmm. nigga ain't still ain't can't get no pussy. Let's get him somebody, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> somebody just give him something. Like just throw it on him to see if it stick. <laughs> but then, <laughs> but then, um, uh, motherfucking, where was I? You talking about that? <laughs> oh, no, no professional teacher. Uh, oh, so what happened was the first time everybody knows my they like, oh, that's the teacher guy, that's the single cute teacher or whatever. Right. They call me and they go, listen, I got a good, I got a spot for you. It's the Bachelorette. Hear me out. It's the, <laughs> it's the Bachelorette, like, uh, right? Because I'm like, ah, oh, this white bitch. Nah, I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. Question. Right, like I can't do that during the BLM times, man. Yeah. That's like, uh, uh-uh, uh, uh. Uh-uh. So that team. <laughs> right. So they was like, hear me out. She's a 24. She's beautiful. She's African-American. Ooh, nice. And she's a first grade teacher. Oh. I was like, nigga, that's a slam dunk. <laughs> like, I would win. Yeah. And then I could get a rose back. <laughs> Yo, I would kill it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my yeah, girl yeah. at the time, she was like, nah, fuck all that. I'll let you fuck all them hoes on Telemundo. You good, <laughs> <man."> <laughs> 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 okay, follow up question. So, were you on Telemundo? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Telemundo. Nice. nice. Oh, Kevin, Kevin Hart don't even got a Telemundo credit. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, holla at your boy, Kel. Uh, you got one up on your player. Oh, this is hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, um, I guess what, what are the, to bring it back to the service, damn. Uh, mm-hmm. That's all we got. We good. Um, so, um, the thing I, I feel like with comedians is like, People don't really take the time to get to know you. Like, they kind of expect you to be funny all the time. Where it's like, well, damn, I'm a person. Like, you know, you're only looking to me for entertainment. Like, have you ever had, like, an experience, like, you know, when somebody who might know you and they say, hey, you that guy, like, you know, oh, you're real funny. And then, like, instead of them asking you personal questions, they just expect you to just fucking dance. Tell me a joke. Nah, I'd rather tell a joke. Get out my damn business. (laughs) (laughs) The joke is the easy part. Right. Like, I'd I'd rather be, I'd rather be perceived as a clown so that I can conduct my my business matters privately and comfortably without Mm. people prying. Mm. You know, like, nobody need, like, like, I've been working on this house for a very long time. Nobody knew. Like I I, I said I, I said something about it very briefly on social media, um, but like I'm not gonna be holding keys and fucking yeah. putting yeah. down my That's house. That's what everybody do now on Instagram. Oh, yeah, you yeah. can go rob that motherfucker. <laughs> 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 Get the house right now. Right Let's now, you know you ain't got no locks on the bitch. <laughs> I, I wanted to ask you, you know, because you know you do comedy, so uh, comedy is one of these art forms that is continuously under fire. Right, there, there, there's so many people trying to like put it in a box or say that you can make fun of this, you can make fun of that. Um, 
you know, recently Dave Chappelle got a got a lot of slack for the things that he said about you know transgender people on his on his his uh on his his latest Netflix special. So, do you do you feel like um, comedy will always be under fire, especially now with this poli- this political correct movement and stuff? Absolutely. Or do you think it'll 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 be so strong in its necessity for entertainment and just for people's well-being that it's going to outgrow it. It's going to like, or it's going to live past it. I think comedy is going to turn out to be the desired um, avenue of news, the desired news vector, right? Mm, because it's you can't comedians have always been in a position where they have to skew what they say. Right. Like from the beginning, I remember when, you know, you used to see George Carlin do all of the Sullivan shows and the Tonight shows and everything. He was this very clean cut blue, uh, white collar, white guy hair combed to the side mm-hmm. with a jacket, suit jacket. Like those were the people who got on and you had right. to talk about certain things. And if you talked about things, they had that, to understand them, right. Yeah. And if you didn't and if you if you went outside of your parameters of what you spoke about that w- that they gave you before you went out there, it was like you would never work again. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so. In order to be able to tell, like, your dirty jokes or whatever, a lot of people in back in the day would go and perform at burlesque shows, mm-hmm. right? It, you know, you got a bunch of women walking around with their titties out in the flat ass because we're talking about the 1930s, 40s, 50s, Why? right? <laughs> <laughs> you got to compete with naked women flipping around you. Mm-hmm. So you got to say some outlandish, wild shit mm-hmm. for shock value. Right. And you realize that performing in places like those they strengthen your comedic instinct so that when you go back to the Tonight Show, cakewalk. Mm. I can make people laugh when they got titties in their face. I can make people who paid forty nine ninety five to get here this evening <laughs> laugh for free. Mm. You feel me? So it's like, as a comedian, you're always going to be in a, if, if you continue to do the, the comedy from a, from a perspective, <clears throat> from a perspective where you have to say what's true, and you do it in places where you're comfortable doing it, getting the idea across in a clean way is very easy, mm. right? The right. stage is, the, the comedy room is just like a classroom, right? You have an objective, you have a do now, you have your mini lesson, you have your group work, which is like your crowd work, your tags and all that, and then you have your closure, which loops you back around to your objective or to do now, right? That's literally, like, that's usually a callback, right? Mm-hmm. So when you structure, for example, a comedy show, like a set or what have you, it's, li- it's literally like a lesson plan. Mm-hmm. Literally like a fucking classroom lesson plan. If you can run through your lesson plan effectively in five to seven minutes, which is a hell of a lot easier than 45, mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 right? <laughs> then, then you can get your point across while towing that, while towing that line and still r- straddling the fence without giving anybody a clear view on your opinion. No one needs, a, not everyone deserves a clear view on your opinion. You know what I mean? Like well, people yeah. ask you, oh, so are you, are you vaccinated and all that? Is this well? Okay, that's like asking whether or not I've had an abortion. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and then you can say something like that, and they'll go, oh, uh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. So it's best to just like people want to hear what makes them feel good. So I've learned whenever people ask me a question about something that might be controversial, just to avoid the f- not wanting to have a bad day, I'm just going to tell you what make what you want to hear. Okay. 
you know, you're all pro-vaccine and all that stuff. I was like, hey, the vaccine plays a very important role in our community, and I think it has its place. And if people exercise this choice responsibly, then I think we won't have a problem. You don't know how I feel about saying that shit after I say that shit. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. You know your audience. So you, you know right. your audience. I feel like it's, it, it's a skill you require to, like, because I, I feel like people who have a problem or are trying to put comedy in a box are looking, at, they are forgetting that a comedian is being funny. It's not, they're not voicing their real perspectives or their, their, their ideas. It's like, I'm up here telling jokes. It's just jokes, people. Like, you hear a lot of comedians say it's just jokes. So well, those are the bad comedians. You've been doing a bad show. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm saying, I'm saying like, I, I, I can, can you unpack that a little bit? What do you mean by that? Bad comedians lie. Okay. Like, bad comedians say jokes like, yo, you ever seen somebody, or have you ever done... Uh, have you ever been, it's like all of the anecdotal things that take away from who you are as a person is what's robbing you of all your funny. Okay. Mm. Right? If people don't know you, your jokes better be dope as shit for people mm. to remember. Mm. Mm-hmm. People going to remember the stories you tell them. People know me, oh, you Mr. Grant. Mm-hmm. You Miss Ramos. This is one of my best jokes, Miss Ramos. You go to the parent-teacher conference and you see Miss Ramos for the first time. You go, damn, Miss Ramos. So, so like a controversial <laughs> joke such as Dave Chappelle's uh, trans jokes, they're, they're not lies. They're just probably exaggerations on a thought he had. And they, that makes them more pure, good, and good comedy. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. That's, that, that, that's what I got from that. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Because, it, like, the, the funny stuff is the true stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the funny stuff is the true stuff. Not, not the shit you can make up out of thin air, right? Mm-hmm. Because the shit you're making up probably exists in a world that could never happen because... It, it, it defies the laws of truth yeah. and physics. Yeah. And it didn't happen in your and world. Relatability. Like, like right. We, yeah. We're laughing because we all had that thought. Right. Yeah. Right. And right. we're not saying it's it's polite mm-hmm. or it's kind to think that about wh- whatever joke we're thinking about. But the thought is it's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The thought is legit. And, the, and the how you got to that thought is fair. Mm-hmm. Right. And you just decided to say it out loud. Why are we judging you to say for saying some shit we all thinking out loud? Right. I, I I don't think you should ever judge someone for saying yeah. some shit we all thinking. Because because yeah. you got ev- we got everybody comfortable with getting their way. Yeah, yeah. not yeah. everyone can get their way. Yeah, I'm still waiting on the pe- police reform bill. <laughs> I, I was gonna say white people are used to getting their way. Right, and that's what it is. Yeah. So you know, yeah. but that's you know, damn we. We should probably wrap up soon. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, let them have it. <laughs> let them have it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, you know, before we you know wrap up totally, we'll do our unsung hero and some sponsors we want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, who y'all got? What's, what's the, what's, what's okay, so our unsung hero this week is um, a good friend of mine. His name is Mark Lawrence. He's an artist. He's a painter. He's a, a tattoo um, artist. He actually did this tattoo, which I really appreciate. Yeah. Uh, it's a see it, psychedelic astronaut. Don't ask. Don't ask where it comes. Don't psychedelic astronaut. But psychedelic astronaut tells its own truth. Um, uh, his name is Mark Lawrence. Like I look said. like Ganesh. <laughs> Ganesh. <laughs> the rose leaf up. Ganesh. What's a Ganesh? That look, don't that look like Ganesh? <laughs> A little bit. I don't know her, bro. I ain't my dick like you, man. I don't know that. <laughs> Shout out to all my Hindus. <laughs> but, 
<laughs> on top of all those great things, he's also a great mentor. He's taught a lot of young artists the craft of, of painting and, and graffiti and a, a lot of different forms. So he's our unsung hero today because of the art he puts in the world and, and how he helps educate uh, the younger generations to make that art. And if you want to learn more about him, you can check out our blog post that we have this week where you can see all his great art and figure out where to hit him up at um, on our website, TonyGSwag.com. And uh, for this week's uh, uh, sponsor. Yes, uh, this week's sponsor, <laughs> we, have to, we have to shout out the People's Assembly, which is a nonprofit organization elevating the older youth. Yes, please give applause to that. Um, and basically what they do is they, crea they create opportunities for children in urban communities to elevate themselves, educate themselves, um, and provide for not only themselves and their families. So we gotta we gotta tip our hats to that and the work, the wonderful work that they do there. And they provided um, for us yes. in this episode. Yes, they did. And so uh, if you want to learn anything <coughs> more, uh, you want to learn everything more about them, please uh, revert to our our blog post that we have this week, and you'll learn everything and a way to contribute. TurnJustRag.com. TurnJustRag.com, baby. Chris, any last words, man? Any shout-outs? Anything uh, you want to tell for the young potential comedians? Any show? Anything you want to promote? Uh, yeah. Um, follow me on Instagram at official Chris Grant. And if you if you out there thinking about doing comedy, just go out there and, and tell some jokes. And see do if it. Let's see if it's your thing. Let's do it, baby. I'm not going to know unless you do it, right? Yeah, yeah baby. That's yeah. it. Trio and and, and uh, put your business affairs first, man. Get your get your life together. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be sleeping in your car to tell jokes to white people. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna laugh at your ass anyway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the poor little Negro telling us jokes for ten dollars a drink. Yo, Chris, man, I appreciate you, man. This is beautiful. Yes, thank you. Thank you, coming, man. thank you for having me. I've so never much, had man. the opportunity appreciate to you. sit and talk to a comedian, man. So this is this is love, bro. Oh, thank you so much. Yo. All right, folks. Appreciate y'all listening, man. Jerry's out. Let's go. Looks and wonders. Let's be clear, clear for our audience, because I, I actually, I actually read that article. I just look at that. What they said was Dropping gems like we preaching Don't overstep the line of my freedom of speaking We cast to the world, but the words in the street and Connecting all the minds of the people we reaching Yo, accepted, took your fenced in, the contempting, teach you motherfuckers a lesson, and pressing the issue at hand. Nah, I don't care about objections, suspensions, and cell inspections, just a question of black lives is my passion. And love for my fam is everlasting, so stop gassing these asses with glasses, cause in the end, I leave them with the trash. Jury's out! Uh, 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 uh. Jury's out! Crazy lady shit, glad I got no baby shit. COVID got me crazy, bitch. Damn, and she gon' have to edit this. The jury's out, so you can't even credit us. No statements, null and void, invalid evidence. No, we can't take this to court, cause you know. Jury's out. Uh, 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 uh.